Welcome back to a, uh, you know, the Life in Space podcast, of course. Didn't mean to frighten ya. kind of cool you know uh this is the first time that i'm actually recording with the rode nt1 now uh i i've been mostly using the re320 in fact if you heard that i was just moving the boom but uh yeah so i've been mostly using my re320 from electro voice and today i don't know i just got you know this idea that i would uh try out the nt1 on a podcast and the cool thing about it is I actually have the left side of my studio set up for live performing. So I can actually sit here in front of my uh, Sub-37 and my Korg uh, monologue and Mother 32s and all the hardware stuff that's fun to play with. And I can talk in the Rode NT1 and it sounds crystal absolutely clear. Uh, fantastic. I mean, this is really awesome. Uh, and I've been delaying on it for a little while. I've been kind of mostly, like I said, on the uh, studio version of my uh workstation which is where my computer is and all that and using the re320 because it's convenient and all that but today is a uh i don't know maybe like a special rendition of life in space so this one um i i'm kind of wanting to do like this thing where it's like i had this like idea yeah an idea really cool idea where like I would just play relaxing music and then it would be kind of like I might, I don't know, do some form of therapy or something, maybe called analog therapy. That was an idea I wrote down and so it might be kind of a cool idea to venture into and just kind of like have a relaxing journey, maybe get into some topics that I'll talk about too, but uh, just overall kind of just have a good time and have fun with this and uh, maybe see what I can come up with with the analog gear over here and do a little bit of uh, analog therapy like I was mentioning. So yeah, I mean, just sit back, relax, uh, don't think about anything. In fact, a little disclaimer before we start this, make sure that you're not too relaxed if you're you know driving a big you know piece of machinery or something like a car uh yeah just a little warning just remember not to get hypnotized by this and just uh you know just be aware of your surroundings and all that because i have no idea what the power of therapy or hypnotizing and all that stuff is whether or not it's actually gonna be you know something that might affect you or whatever but uh who knows i don't really know if i 100 percent buy into all that but yeah i mean if this definitely helps you calm down go into a new area of your space your headspace or whatever and uh just kind of enjoy you know and that's just what i like to do with this stuff i just like to enjoy it and have fun so uh, this is just a little melody that I made. So we'll kind of venture into this and we'll see where this leads us. All right, so what I want to do here is I'll go ahead and I'll put on 
what I so-called my my low voice. Here we go. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be like you know if I'm your therapist and I'm like, hey, I'm the guy with the low voice that just wants to guide you through whatever you're going through. And uh, we'll, we'll put a little bit of reverb on there, you know, not too much, just a little bit. And uh, maybe some trippy delays. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Just relax. Enjoy. take the low voice off and just kind of go normal with this but yeah so just kind of like imagine yourself floating above i don't know a big giant bowl of chocolate pudding yeah big tasty bowl of chocolate pudding <laughs> and uh really what is that signify i don't really know but Maybe it signifies, if I'm even saying that right, the good things, the things that uh, are good. And just imagine that for a minute. And we'll count back from 10 and all the way to 1 or even 0. Who knows? And by the time I get to that point, uh, just completely imagine yourself submerged in chocolate pudding. So, yeah, if that makes any sense. So we're going to go deep into a, I don't know, hypno state. So, all right. So let's just go with this. Ten, you're floating above the bowl of chocolate pudding. Nine, you're getting closer. Eight, you are getting the sense that you can almost feel like you're in a zone with chocolate pudding. Seven, you can smell the chocolate in the air. It's very tasty. In fact, all you can think about now is chocolate pudding. You're almost halfway to the bowl of chocolate pudding. Something tells you this is going to be very, very awesome. Five. You're halfway to the bowl of chocolate pudding that you're floating above. 
anticipating the chocolatiness of the bullet pudding on number four. Three, you're practically right in front of it. Again, Again, you can practically feel the chocolate pudding submerging your feet. Two, you're almost completely submerged in chocolate pudding. You're finally in the bowl of chocolate pudding, completely submerged, floating in the abyss of chocolatey goodness, if you think about it. Just think hard. Now, why does this have any significance to it? To be completely honest, I really don't know. Uh, I just thought I'd try that out and see how it worked out. Uh, that's what I like to do. I like to try things out and see if like something maybe kind of like flows or whether it works with my workflow. And if you are now finally relaxed and ready to go on with the rest of the show, we're going to kind of just explore some stuff. We're going to talk about things. Uh, who knows? We'll go into some topics. Maybe we'll just relax and enjoy the songs and all that. Uh, come up with something cool. Who knows? But uh, the biggest thing that I want to basically say is that uh, podcasting has been quite a journey for me. And uh, it's actually been one of the things that I can always go to that keeps me kind of like, I don't know, how do you say, you know, in check with myself and, uh, you know, kind of makes me feel out the things that I'm trying to explain in my own situation in life and everything and kind of gives me the... uh, you know, the inspiration to go and just do something, talk about something, get it off my chest and all that. So it's really neat to be able to go and do stuff like that. So this is, like I said, the Life in Space podcast. And um, if you've been listening to this, I'm not sure who actually listens to the show. I don't really keep tabs on that. But if you do and you enjoy it, I'm glad that you're here and you're enjoying the show. And hopefully what you're getting out of this is something that maybe is at the very least entertaining. Uh, If not, then I hope hopefully something you learn. If there's anything to learn here, that's also even a greater benefit. And learning things is always the best thing to do when it comes down to, you know, this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of people out there that aspire to do these things. They want to have their own home studio and they want to be able to, you know, do all the cool things that people are doing on YouTube. They see people on YouTube that do this stuff. So they aspire to, you know, do the exact same thing, whether it's copying it or whether they're just, you know, trying to figure it out on their own. And they just happen to go on YouTube for the information on how to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. That's, you know, kind of how I found myself into this and how I found myself going into 
these adventures, if you call it, into analog synthesizers and, uh, you know, programs and musical gear and things of, you know, things like that. And so, um, yeah, I'm completely self-taught. I've actually never taken a lick of information from a school or paid anybody to actually take any courses or to learn any of this stuff. I've just kind of pieced it together on my own. I figured out how to do it on, like on my own. And, uh, whether or not my stuff actually sounds professional or not, I do feel like a kind of like, you know, a proud feeling to be able to do these kind of things and to be able to even just make like something as simple as like, you know, an electronic song or something like that. And uh, the satisfaction from that that I get is just quite amazing. I mean, the great thing about it is just that you can do something like this and you can have something of your own, you know, something that you can put out there if you want to, uh, to the world, uh, if the world is willing to listen, uh, and, uh, just basically explore things, create things on your own and, uh, just be able to, uh, I don't know, just experiment with it. So, and I think that that's the majority of people. I think that's the majority of people who are actually doing this kind of stuff. They're just like looking to explore into it, looking to create something that hasn't been done yet, maybe. Uh, and if it has been done yet, they just want to see if they can do it themselves. Um, and there are very, you know, there are many different pathways to take, you know, whether it be, you know, if you're the simplistic kind of person that just needs a few things, you know, who just wants to practice one particular instrument, uh, who might actually just be wanting to create music in the context of actually being able to just play a piano or play like a guitar or something like that. And then there are people who are willing to go above and beyond, maybe like a producer who would want to have, you know, these skills and venture out into learning, um, you know, a variety of things, maybe a a whole different category of instruments and competing with themselves to try to push themselves further and learn those things. And, uh, uh, that, that's, that's a, you know, one of the ways to go. But, uh, I also see people that are out there that kind of do that. And then they, they seem like they struggle with it. Uh, whether it be like they can't get something to work properly or whether they can't, uh, operate something that they have, you know, put hard earned money into and they can't figure it out quite, or they just, you know, you know, they had an idea and it just didn't fall in place. And believe me, believe me, there has been a lot of that when I've done, you know, gone back into the hardware synthesizer area of buying, you know, you know, what do you call products that are physically there, you know, instead of just being all 100% software and everything. And there are two different realities. There's the reality of you wanting something to work a certain way and you have it in your mind that it's going to work that way or whether or not you buy a certain product, it's going to solve that problem. Uh, and then there's the reality of that you bought it and it didn't really do exactly what you wanted it to, but it still does what it says it does. And maybe that's also a part of not knowing how to operate the piece of equipment as well. And this is uh, definitely the, in many cases, I've noticed this a lot when it comes to uh, audio interfaces and mixers and just basically getting the audio into the, you know, the computer, uh, the, the computer that you're trying to actually record with. Uh, so there is a lot of, you know, companies that are competing for your attention and they want to sell their products. And some of the products are refined and some of them are not as refined as the others, but one way or another, they achieve kind of the similar or the exact same thing that you would with, you know, maybe a more expensive brand or something like that. 
So um, when it comes to buying things and when it comes to going down that rabbit hole of having to need something else that does one little particular thing, uh, that can also lead down a kind of a strange pathway when it comes to creativity and wanting things, you know. Whether it is you're trying to be creative or you just want things just to want them are two two kind of separate things. So uh, when you happen to have a certain product, let's say it's a synthesizer and you're like, man, this is so awesome. I want to record it. And you want to get something, you know, maybe above and beyond to be able to do that. And you have the impression that it's going to do everything, everything that you want. Uh, and in most cases, if you buy the product, yes, that is definitely achievable. And that is definitely going to be the end, re end resolution to what you're trying to do. And in some cases, it might be buying a certain product that uh, has specific features that are missing or, you, you know, the ones that you actually were really interested into not end up working in that manner or whatever. And whether it's a software or a hardware issue, there's always ways you can go and kind of like, you know, fiddle around with things. And that's really the, you know, the key into all this is being able to go in and fiddle with things and change things and manipulate things, especially on your computer, uh, to get a lot of this stuff to function the way you want it to. Like, I remember one time uh, I was actually messing with the uh, machine NK MK3, I believe it is. It's the machine, machine as some people call it. And uh, I had this, you know, idea in my head that it would be like this kind of like just drum machine. I just wanted this specific just drum machine, you know, that I wanted to complete my setup with. And not knowing it, buying into it, uh, I thought that it would just work in one specific way. And so sometimes you have one idea in one hand and in the other hand, there's things that you'll find out that are actually going to probably propose maybe some problems. And basically like what I was talking about, uh, uh, you, you'll find out that uh, some of this equipment is very sophisticated and it takes a lot of patience involved into working certain things and manipulating things that uh, will eventually give you that end result that you're looking for. And so uh, this didn't, I mean, it didn't happen overnight. I'll just tell you that right now. I mean, this took me years and years and years of experience in just my own you know, exploration of trying to find things out for myself. And uh not really getting advice from anybody, but just going out on my own and looking at what, uh, you know, other people were saying and what other people were actually doing and how they were getting their results and everything. And you might actually be kind of surprised to see how simple you can actually make this. But it, it all depends on how complicated you actually want to make it, because sometimes you can venture into something that will actually be maybe even more than you can handle in some cases and in other cases, maybe you can handle a lot more. Uh, but that really depends on the person who's playing the instrument or who's actually behind it. So, and uh, the way that I've kind of learned throughout these past, actually maybe within the past few months, is that uh, I think I mentioned it before, but I'm more of a composer. I'm not really a live you know, performance player, you know, player, I can't really play in front of somebody and, uh, you know, say, Hey, here's a song. And I'll just, you know, type it out on a keyboard and then bam, you know, Hey, you know, I hope you enjoyed that. But, uh, it just doesn't work for me that way. In fact, a lot of the times I have to plan out what I'm going to do and how I actually gonna, you know, play it back for the audience. And, you know, it's already recorded form. So, um, uh, 
in some cases that can lead you down to you know a lot of different uh, options and hardware and mixing capabilities and you know other things like that so uh, you know uh, there's things you have to outweigh whether it's you know you just want to get the new fun little instrument or whether you want to put time and effort into creating a good quality product that you can say hey you're proud to make uh, so that was always something that I always kind of fought back and forth in my mind about how I can get these things down, these ideas, I guess you can call them, down into some sort of physical form so that way I can hear it, you know, with a pair of headphones. And so that can be a little more tricky than it sounds, uh, you know, unless, you know, you're just a very traditional type player who just plays like maybe like an acoustic guitar and just practices and then, you know, you know, can ac actually play something for somebody that's, you know, one way to do it, you know, but, um, I find that a lot of people, especially in today's time, uh, don't really have the patience for a lot of those things, whether it's, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to master like this particular, uh, instrument or something, you know, it, that is just one of the things that a lot of us don't really, you know, take the time to do these days, uh, especially with all the distractions and things that are kind of like leading us away from that, and uh, I do definitely notice, and I mentioned this many times before, that there are also, like, if you think of them like landmines on the internet, that will try to distract you from what you might want to be doing rather than what you actually want to do. So, and a lot of those, you know, websites or a lot of those YouTube creators and, you know, things like that, uh, they will just try to get your attention and, and, in the manner of trying to sell you things. So yeah, that's just, uh, one of my things. I don't know. I'm kind of big on, uh, I see a lot of it happening and I see a lot of people trying to push products and things. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I 100% see the idea of doing certain things like that necessarily. I mean, especially for what I'm doing, I'm not trying to get anybody to buy Moog products, even though I really like Moog, you know, Moog products or Korg or whatever. Uh, that's just kind of like where I've found myself at. And that's just kind of where I'm at right now, you know, with those kind of things. Uh, or whether it's a certain program or something. And that's the one thing that most people, you know, like to, to debate the most is I see a lot of people online debating about whether uh, Cubase is better than Ableton or Ableton is better than FL Studios or, hey, wait a minute, don't get any of those, just get the free stuff like Cakewalk or I guess Behringer is making some new DAW that's free as well. And just keep in mind that even though things are free, it doesn't exactly, you know, it doesn't exist exactly mean that they're free they have they've obviously you know collaborated with people that they want to release a free product so people will spread it around for some reason whether or not maybe in the future they're going to expand on that whether it's with you sending them creative products back or whether it be maybe some sort of you know hey you've been using our product for so many years for free well hey how about this new service you know for ten dollars a month or something you know and that's kind of where a lot of it's going to head soon. And uh, I know I said it many times before, but uh, in my opinion, the program that I like the most and the one I utilize the most is FL Studio. 
and that one, you know, it happens to do everything that I want it to do. It, it keeps actually giving me more things that I wish to do in the future, too, because there's things that I don't even know about the program that I continue to find out every single day. And I know that there's things you can, too, about any program that's out there. You can always continue to find things that will surprise and bend the mind. And you're like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that you can actually find out and look into and research and, you know, do all that stuff. You know, people have kind of figured it out. You can kind of search it online and see how to do it. But um, yeah, and this one just seems to have full capabilities of everything that I've always wished to do or why always wanted to do. And I'm not trying to promote their product or anything, but in just my opinion, that one is the one I go with. And uh, yeah, it works out pretty good for me. And, uh, as for like doing live stuff, like, uh, you know, what I was actually doing before with the Moog, let me see if it's even still playing. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I can get to the point where it's like, I can create a little melody and then I can just kind of like play around with the Korg and it's like, And then maybe like tell a story with it and stuff or whatever, or just talk about it behind behind the mic right now. So, I mean, it's kind of a cool little background thing that I can do for like little shows or whatever and stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's kind of a one trick pony, you know, in a sense, if you call it that. Uh, but, uh, you know, when it comes down to like really actually getting deep into something, whether it's learning, uh, you know, how to program something or compose something, uh, you can actually, um, you know, create a lot of really interesting stuff, you know, uh, especially if you have a knowledge about, you know, sound, um, you know, what sounds good, you know, and I know that there's like little tricks and chords and things you can actually kind of like, you know, pick out and kind of like put together in a playlist and all that. And um, the hardest thing that I've actually kind of tried to master is uh, doing like melodies and things uh, just to create a good melody. In fact, this one you're listening to right now is called Analog Melody, and it's uh, something I created on the uh, Sub 37. And uh, it's it's just really cool. It's actually it's a 48 like let's see, it's a 48 key pattern. So it's playing 48 different keys in a sequence, and uh, it's just really fascinating. I I, I played it back and I was actually very very surprised how well it sounded as just like you know creating like a nice atmosphere so yeah and of course putting those effects in the background too so you can hear like the the delay and the reverb in there is really really cool but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just little things like that, you know, that eventually you'll you'll discover and you'll kind of like pick up in your own way that just kind of like, I don't know, makes whatever your stuff yourself yours, you know. Uh, yeah. And uh, just different things playing around. I mean, I uh, I actually remapped all of my MIDI uh, on my machine and my complete control, I remapped like a custom layout for different parameters. It's basically essentially just labeling little things on the screen that I can then go into FL Studios and assign knobs to. And so anytime I open a template with a specific, uh, you know, preference to like, let's say the microphone that I'm using here, I can immediately just hit a button and then put like reverb on it and stuff. And I also have this really cool thing that does like a pitch bend. It's called a, the uh, Excalibur. And I actually created like a pitch bend like preset so I can... I can turn on my, you know, the deep voice that I was talking about. 
And then I, you know, kind of go up further. So it sounds like I'm like like an alien or something. And uh, I know I talked about this before. And, uh, and you know, uh, how you know, cool you can just kind of make it all trippy and stuff. And, yeah, so if we're going back, we could just get all crazy. Like I was saying, we'll just kind of like chill out with the music. Yeah, really cool, really cool. What else can I talk about? You know, I mean, it's kind of cool using this NT1, so I could talk about that, I guess. Uh, this microphone I've actually been really blown away with, um, you know, for the price, I think they go for about 279. Now that's without the, uh, the whole kit. There's a kit that actually includes like a, uh, a preamp and all that, that I think goes for like about 350. And, uh, I didn't really need that because I have a whole mixer and everything. So, uh, those ones were actually really hard to get a hold of because people want to just buy the microphone. They don't want the whole shebang or whatever you call it for the extra money. But, uh, yeah, the Rode NT one, it was, you know, really hard to get a hold of, honestly. Uh, so they've been sold out for most of the winter time. And, uh, I think just recently, maybe their stock has been kind of a little bit more, you know, available. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. I know the last time I checked, they were still hard to get a hold of. So, uh, like I said, unless you're willing to pay the extra like 50 or 80 bucks, I think, for the ex- extra stuff. But um, keep in mind, they sell different versions of this microphone too. There's a NT1A, uh, it's the anniversary edition, I think they call it. But um, that one, for some reason, it has a different, uh, you know, polar, no, not a polar pattern. Uh, it's a. Uh, what do you call that? It's like a sound curve or whatever you call it. The Harmon curve or whatever you call it. It's like a basically like shows you the frequencies that the microphone picks up. And NT1 is like the most neutral. It's the most like flat, what they call it, which means anything that it picks up, it's basically what you're hearing. You know, you're never going to be fooled with it. You're always going to be hearing exactly how it sounds. So, uh, yeah, I mean... And the floor noise is amazingly low, too. So that basically means, like, if you're plugging it in and you hear that kind of like a hum that you would normally hear, that is, like, non-existence on this microphone. It's practically gone. You can't even hear it. In fact, when you put headphones on, you actually wonder if the microphone's on until you actually get close to it and start talking into it like this or creating, like, a proximity effect, they call it. Uh, Yeah, so... Very, very fascinating stuff. Uh, I've been learning a lot about microphones. In fact, I think at this point now, I practically know enough to know what, you know exactly what to look for in a microphone. Uh, maybe not technically, but, um, you know, wisely, <laughs> you know. And again, that's a whole nother thing, you know, that people really like to get deep into is talking about how microphones work or which one's the best and all that which, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is that something I really should put, you know, into perspective and think about all the time? Maybe not. Uh, maybe so. Maybe it's kind of fun. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, uh, there's just all kinds of cool stuff to think about, you know, when it comes to doing, uh, I don't know, anything that involves 
creating music and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what. Are, where else can I go with this? Yeah, I do like that. That's kind of cool. And this is actually kind of a cool preset that I made for the uh, Korg monologue. Uh, again, the reason why I really dig this synthesizer is because it's fascinating how many sounds this thing can achieve just with the, you know, whatever you got to work with here. It's just, it's just mind-blowing how cool you can change things so quickly. And what I'm doing, I'm just, I'm opening and closing the cutoff so it kind of comes in real smooth. And then, of course, you can change, like, these uh, LFOs and stuff, which make it sound really crazy. Yeah, that's cool, man. I really dig it. But, uh, yeah, for as long as I've been doing this, it's it just kind of gets... It gets easier, I guess, if you think about it, like just being able to jump into a project and just starting doing something. Uh, sometimes it can be a bit of a, you know, how do you say? It can be kind of something that holds you back a little bit at sometimes if you're not as creative, if you're just like, you know, trying to think of something. But uh, yeah, I mean, projects, if I'm not in the mood to do it, sometimes it will just be a bad idea. But when I'm in a good mood and I'm feeling like I want to do something, I jump in and I, I kind of feel like I get the idea, you know, how I would normally start a song or how I would normally, you know, kind of like plan out something in a, in a, in a, in a, in a piece that I'm making or something. And uh, in fact, the one thing that I've been doing lately is just creating scores and not in the sense that I'm making scores for films or anything. It's it's mostly just being able to go into a piano roll and just working with just something like a piano. In fact, sometimes if you go into too many of these little, I don't know, VST plugins that are just, you know, full of sounds and stuff that can be a bit distracting. Uh, sometimes I'll just pull up just a piano sound just a basic piano, throw some reverb and some, you know, space on it or something, and then just work out, you know, some keys that I can just, you know, create a melody with or create like a, uh, uh, some sort of, what do you call, you know, chord with a melody or something. And then I'll write like these, uh, how, how do you say, maybe like four bar, you know, scores and I'll just work out something and then I'll save them and then I'll put them in a folder. I'll just label them like scores or whatever, or like the ones I've written. And then, uh, those I can use later on for just inspiration and stuff. And it's not necessarily that they actually, you know, will make a song one day or it's uh, vital that I'll actually make a song out of it. Uh, it's more just creating something kind of like maybe, quick and then just seeing how creative I can actually make it and not trying to overload it too much because if you overload it and there's just a lot of stuff happening there it kind of makes it kind of annoying especially if you hear it back a hundred times that can definitely drive you nuts and that's another thing that's been getting on my mind is that I've been getting a lot of the melodies I've been creating stuck in my head and so that's always a that's always fun <laughs> when you have a melody stuck in your head for days on end and it's like your own melody you created. It's it's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, that's uh, one of the things that I have noticed is that lately I've had this one song stuck in my head. I've actually 
well, by the time this uh, podcast gets out, it actually be probably like a month old. But um, yeah, it's it's something that I put a lot of work into. Actually, I put a lot of time into this one song. It's just it's really really interesting that I spent so much time on it. But I feel like I put enough energy into it to express pretty much everything that I've learned to this point into one song. Uh, it's called Saving Places, I think. And it's it's just a very unique kind of song. Uh, the melody is very catchy and uh, kind of uh, has a good like tempo to it. So, uh, yeah, I kind of feel like that was a pretty good uh, kind of like sums up what I've learned so far in music making and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, so I mean, be honest with you, I haven't really done too many songs lately, but uh, yeah, I also thought it would be kind of cool to release an album. Uh, So uh, by the time this podcast is out, it'll already be out. Um, It came out, I think it was like April 1st. Yeah, I had one come out on April 1st. It's actually uh, just self-titled Life in Space, the album. Uh, So it's just kind of like songs that I created during the time that I was recording the first year of my Life in Space podcast. So it's kind of neat, you know, it's kind of neat to hear back all the songs that I made uh, during the time that I was actually doing a lot of these podcasts and which, by the way, I have so many of them now. It's insane how many I've actually recorded since I started you know, uh, that's just uh, kind of mind blowing to see how many of how many episodes I've actually done and how many hours I've actually been sitting here talking to you guys. So uh, that was also kind of a cool accomplishment. So I decided to, you know, release an album, uh, just Life in Space, it's self-titled. It'll be on, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all those places, whatever, you know. But uh, I haven't really been too stoked on releasing music lately. And really one of the reasons is that you really don't get a lot of exposure from it, especially when it's like on iTunes or Spotify where people might have to listen to ads or pay for the service. It's well, and not only that, who's going to go looking for your songs unless you've told somebody or word of mouth or something. Uh, advertising is, you know, it's expensive and stuff. So, uh, that's also kind of one of those things that, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's hard to get it out there and SoundCloud seems to be doing all right. You know, I mean, I do get people that wander by my profile once in a while and they seem to enjoy my songs. So, and not, not, not to mention the podcast too. I've also gotten some good reviews from people that like the podcast, including like, you know, Bob Ross episodes and things. So it's kind of neat to do that and to put those out and, you know, for free and all that. So, uh, but every once in a while, it's kind of cool to have something on iTunes, you know, so I just do it just for the heck of it. So it's out there. And so that way, you know, if people do happen to walk upon it, it's kind of cool, you know, and I also made like these little cards to, to for life and space. And these uh, little cards are like, they're actually different. They're square. So it's kind of cool. You can scan a little QR code, they call it. I think I've mentioned this in the last podcast or something, but it's just kind of cool. You know, it's kind of neat to do it. And I've actually thought of a new idea, which would be making stickers. And I think stickers will be even, you know, even more amazing idea because I can stick them anywhere I want. So yeah, that'll be like the next thing I think I'll do is I'll make stickers and I'll put those just wherever I can stick them. So, and it's got a QR code. So people don't need to bring it with them. They can just scan it with their phone. So yeah, that's kind of a cool idea. That'll be really interesting to do. And I think that hopefully, you know, I don't know, get a few things from it. So, uh, I do notice that, uh, the more I invest in this, um, you know, it kind of, it goes somewhere, but it's not like amazing, you know, in the sense that, you know, 
it's like a huge hit or anything like that. It's not, but uh, it's just kind of fun, I guess. It's something that I find fun, you know, and I think that's really the, you know, that all that matters about it. So it's just kind of fun. And so is doing like little creative things like I did at the beginning of the podcast. It's just, it's, it's all for fun. You know, it's just creating an atmosphere and creating like, you know, I don't know, some sort of fun thing to do. Like uh, just going into space. You can see yourself floating in space. Let's just have a little fun right now. Let's change the key. Space. The final place to go with lots of space, right? that it's really weird maybe some maybe delays, some delays. mother 32 but the other one there was another one i made let me see i use this one on another podcast i think just another melody i made eg machine let me see Okay, all right, okay, yeah. We'll just, uh... intense I'll tell you that right now yeah did not expect that
Yeah, just a little couple things I was messing with, but yeah, I don't know. We'll just go back to this, I guess. Super chill. Yeah, so what other thoughts do I got going on? I don't know. Everything's been kind of crazy lately, I think. But that's for another podcast. This is for other things. Yeah, I know. This one's kind of like, you know, just... It's kind of like off the top of my head. I'm not really going with a theme or a specific topic or anything that I have in mind. It's just, you know, straight up just like improvising what I'm going to talk about or what I'm going to say and all that. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. I uh, don't want to get too crazy with it, but... Uh, like I said, this is, uh, the first episode that I did with the NT1 and I'll have to say it's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. I tried a little bit of the, uh, idea with the hypno, what is it? Analog therapy thing. I don't know. It's kind of strange, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll, uh, we might wrap it up here and we'll, uh, maybe do some other shows in the future. So, uh, of course, obviously, you know, I keep doing the show, so why not? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, hopefully this was informative in some way. I don't really know. But um, keep on uh, being inspired and creative and all that and uh, come up with your own ideas. And um, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, I don't know, life in space. What can I say? That's all I can say is just life in space. So, see? Yeah, right there. Right there. Right there. Whoa. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's kind of fun to do. But anyway, yeah, we'll wrap it up and uh, hopefully we'll see you on the other side of Life in Space. So, thanks for stopping by and enjoy the, I don't know, I'll play you out or something. So, yeah, we'll see you.